Hi everyone, welcome back to another week and another episode of Murder on Tap. We're your hosts, Ali and Jose. Hello everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome, this is our eighth episode. Thank you for joining us. Most of all, thank you to all of our followers. Thank you to all of our subscribers. Just in general, thank you for listening. I mean, I don't know. This is great. We thank you. We truly do. I hope you listening to us is just as fun as it is for us bringing you this information every week. We hope it's good as good for you as it is for us. Yes. Agreed. How's uh, how's the day treating you, Jose? It's hot. It is hot as shit, you guys. And this is just the beginning of it. Yeah, if you guys hear a little sound in the back, it's the fan. Yes. We're not hot. turning it off, okay? We're just not. Okay, we could have the air conditioner on, but it's way louder. <laughs> so, deal with it. <laughs> so, that's it. So, uh, aside from the heat, the scorching heat, what else is new? Eh, nothing much. Yeah, not a damn thing. Uh, Same shit, no. different day, basically. But no. that's okay, because this week we have a new beer, we got a new true crime, and we're excited. Just to... like every week. Every yes. week we're excited. Yes. <laughs> Let's jump right into it, Jose. What's the beer of the week? Today's beer, I'm excited to say, is uh, it's kind of an expensive beer. It is. Good, good beer. If you could be, if you're able to get it, because they run out, because they're very popular, uh, go out and get one. It's called the Dogfish Head, 120 minute IPA. Woo! Dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you give it a taste yet? I haven't. I'm waiting. Right, I'm let's, waiting let's for you to. All right, all right, all right. Here we it's go. It's the Imperial India Pale Ale. Cheers. Wow. Holy shit. Wow. 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 All right. Yeah. Oh, that's flavory. I need to figure this out in my mouth right now. Hold on. Oh, whoa. Go ahead. All right. Let me, like, as usual, when we try a new beer, we try to give you a little background on the brewery, the company, the brewmasters. Um, this one is, uh, this beer is based, well, this brewery is based in Milton, Delaware. Kind of on the other side of the country for us. Mm. Sort of. Indeed. Uh, founded by Sam, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Calagione. Calagione. Alright. Yeah, you guys, you know, use your imaginations. <laughs> um, it was, uh, opened in 1995. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, they produce about 262,000 barrels of beer annually. Wow. And uh, it is a very fast-growing brewery uh, from maybe like 2003 to 2006. They grew at uh, 400%. Wow. And I can see why. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, very popular. Like I said, if you're able to get one of these, uh, I'm not, I didn't really see anything about it being seasonal, but when it's out, it's, uh, it's a popular beer. Go out and get one. Um, they're featured in a documentary, uh, Beer Wars. Have you heard of it? Beer Wars? No, yeah, that's awesome. Wars. What is I that? I don't know, but I want to check it out now. We need to find that. <laughs> I'm just picturing beer bottles hitting each other. <laughs> I just imagine people lined up just, <laughs> like, kind of like Beer Fest. Ah, it's like, it's like, 
It's like arm wrestling, but with beers. Yes. <laughs> you don't hold hands, you just hold a beer and you chug. Um, and they were also the subject of the show Brewmasters, which was oh. a Discovery Channel series, I guess. Did we ever see that? I, I remember, remember hearing it. about it, but it was also back in like 2010. Oh, yeah, no, that was yeah, a while ago. it was ago. a while back ago. We were too busy. We were too busy not drinking real good beers. We were too busy doing something else up north. Whoa. FYI, uh, TMI. <laughs> uh, the name comes from Dogfish Head, Maine. I guess it's a city in Maine. Mm. Never heard of it. It's a pretty badass name, though. It's like, hey, I live in Dogfish Head. <laughs> Where do you live? I live in Dogfish Head. <laughs> I live in the Dogfish Head. Um... <laughs> And it, they named it, he named it that because that's where Sam spent most of his summers as a child. Um, some of the IPAs they brew are a 60-minute, 90-minute, 75-minute IPA, which is um, cask or bottle condition. What does that mean? I think it was just aged differently. Oh, is it 75? The 75-minute IPA. I have not seen that. And I think that's the, I think I read that that was the amount of time that it... Uh, Spent uh, boiling to interesting get the things out, you know, the flavors and stuff. Um, yeah, in a, yeah, it's a, an Imperial Oaked Age IPA. Sorry, while you're on that topic, just for some of you that don't know, the 60, 90, and I'm guessing the 75 minute are basically um, their representations of their alcohol percentage. So, like, the 60-minute is 6%, the 90-minute is 9%, and I'm guessing the 75-minute is 7.5%? Mm, I didn't see anything about that, but... Well, no, that's what they are. That's what oh. all the dogfish has. That's why this 120-minute is 12%. This 120-minute is 16.5. It's 16.5? Yes, it is. Oh, shit, I was totally wrong. Yes, you are. But the other ones I know for a fact, 60 and 90 minutes are 6 Leave the beer notes to me. Uh, wow. <laughs> cool. But I do know for a fact that 60 and 90 minutes are 6 and 9%. You could be right, but, you know, I, I, I really didn't see anything about it. Um, but That's let's okay. let's keep going. Maybe we could get a... Maybe yes. it'll pop in our heads. Sorry, I didn't after interrupt we speak you. To about it, uh, talk about it a little bit. Um... Yeah, so there you have the, like I just said, the Burton Batten, which is an Imperial Oak aged uh, IPA. The Apperhop, a spring seasonal IPA, which Aperhop. is brewed with apricots. That's kind of cool. Apperhop, I Aperhop. like that. <laughs> that sounds like a pretty cool name. Uh, they have the 61. It's a beer wine hybrid, which I believe is seasonal. Never really heard of it. That's a pretty straightforward name. 61. Hey, 61. Hmm. Just 61? Yeah, it's just called 61. Interesting. And then they have the beer that we are drinking right now, the 120-minute IPA. Uh-huh. Very good. It's it's it It's not as strong as... It doesn't taste as strong as the percentage on the bottle. No, but it's definitely going to creep up on you. What it is, the first, it is. Let me tell you, the first official taste was very strong. I've actually read some parts where, I mean, some, like, comments and stuff about the beer saying that a person actually took three days to drink one of these beers. What? Because they were sipping on it and just, you know. That's insane. Why would you even <laughs> waste a beer like that? No, but then there was another another person, another couple comments that said that, mm. um... They bought the beer, and it has a bottle date on the beer. 
and that they kept it for three years, and it made the beer taste way better. That's brilliant. Like we they need aged to do that. it themselves. That is. Yeah, they said it was. Uh, they, so they had one at three years and one for four years, but the four-year one wasn't as good as the three-year. So maybe the three-year is a peak. Okay, and to back up myself, back it I up, was back right. It up. I was right. Sixty minute is six percent. Ninety per ninety minute is nine percent, and seventy-five minute is seven point five percent. Go on. Well, what about the one twenty? But I'm just I'm just confused as to why the one twenty is sixteen percent. That's weird. Oh man. Well, that wait a minute. One twenty. I can't do math right now. Never mind. <laughs> Divided by forty-five. <laughs> why by forty-five? Take the square root of pi. Wait, what? <laughs> and then have an apple slider. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. So the one twenty is one of the world's strongest IPA. Clocking in at. It says 15% to 20%, but if you look at this bottle, it says 16.5. Interesting. So maybe there's different styles of the 120? Maybe. <laughs> Did you just... I just inhaled it, and it was so <laughs> strong. I didn't even drink it yet, and I just... <laughs> wow. Oh, man. I can't even... We're doing this for you I guys. I want to compare it to something, but I can't put my finger on it yet, so I'll come back to it. Go on. Gasoline. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it's very good. It, I I really like it, but it is a sipping beer. It's not a. It is. You cannot chug this. It's not like it's not even a regular sip beer. You have to slowly sip it. Yeah. But it's delicious. It's, you like beer? You know what it is? It's almost like as if it's like barrel aged. Yeah, it tastes like, like yeah, whiskey barrel, barrel like aged. Whiskey, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, yeah, it kind of does. You're right. It has that flavor to it. Yeah. But, like, in a good way. Because there's some whiskey barrel aged beers that are, like, oh, they're really, like, they have this sweetness to it that you just, you can't handle. Yeah, but this like, is, yeah. wow. Go on. Sorry. So, I as I was saying, this beer that I'm looking at right now, the label says 16.5% alcohol by volume. And, like I was saying earlier, that this person aged it for three years. The bottle itself says ages well. Hmm. So the longer you keep it, hey. Well, I guess we're going to have to, that's never going to happen. We're too much of an alcoholic. And you guys won't hear <laughs> about it years. because we only have six more episodes. Three years <laughs> is a lot of episodes and we, we didn't renew our contract. Listen, if the beer is in the fridge, it's not going to last. <laughs> Let's yeah, just these, start there. <laughs> these microphones were rented out for another <laughs> month. So, yeah. Um, it says that the IBU is uh, 120. Which is kind of on the higher side for bitterness. Okay. But it doesn't really taste that bitter. It's not It's not bitter. Yeah, it's not like... It's not bitter, but again, it has that, like, whiskey barrel age taste to it. Yeah. It, Do you know what I mean? I don't know if you... Um, this might make me sound like an, like an alcoholic, but if you guys have ever had an IPA with a little bit of Jameson, a shot of Jameson in your beer... Yes. That's exactly what it that's tastes what like. That's what it tastes like. Oh and that drink is lovely. I, I don't know if it's an actual drink, but I'm going to call it... <laughs> well, we kind of created our own. The Jose. Because <laughs> at the end of the night, you're going to be like, uh, Yo no sé. <laughs> Which means I don't know. Okay. Um, it pours very light. It's like an amber color, uh, you know, like a rusty color. It's beautiful. It's very nice. It's Absolutely again. Beautiful. I don't even know if I have to mention it anymore. I'm drinking out of the bottle. Ellie's drinking out of a glass. Mm. 
her glass that says blood type IPA plus. This is. So, that tells you something about <laughs> us. A beautiful color. Yep, amber colored with a nice, you know, small foamy top, foamy mm-hmm. head. It's it, it's it's very pretty. Very. It's a pretty beer. Um, what do you think it smells like? Again, I keep getting like a barrel aged smell. That's the only thing that I can compare it to right now. Mm, okay. Some As people right say now. it smells like ethanol. Yes. There you go. Yes, that that's what well. I was trying to say. Like, it's just, it smells like an alcohol. Pine. I don't want to say like a rubbing alcohol because it's not like rubbing alcohol, no. but like, again, like a ethanol. Definitely like an ethanol smell. Like, I imagine this is what, like, like moonshine smells like i don't really? i don't know i can't remember what moonshine smells like i know we've drank too it. much of it that's uh, why rat row oh yeah so <laughs> it has a it's maltiness and and that ethanol alcohol smell that's in there it does smell a lot like malt but it also has a little bit of citrus notes i guess i would say yeah and um like most of these IPAs, it's citrus, you know, it's a pine smell. Um, <clears throat> a taste, you could taste the malt completely. You could taste the alcohol. Yeah. You know, or like last week's beer. What did we do last week? The mango cart? Oh, yeah, that's That right. one we said, it didn't taste anything like alcohol. It just tastes like mangoes. Yeah, this one <laughs> tastes like alcohol. This tastes like alcohol. <laughs> like alcohol, malt, sweet malt. Actually. Yeah. It's a little sweet. It does. It definitely has a hint of sweetness. And for a 16.5% beer, that is very good because or else you'd just be uh, uh, 16.5% yeah, f- alcohol, you um, know? The first initial taste was very, you weren't expecting it. It, it, it punches you in the mouth and it goes, hey, I'm here. Mm. Let me in because I'm but coming just, in regardless. It tastes so good that you can't stop drinking it. Yeah, but you should probably sip it slower because, no, you know. No, it's so good. Okay, well, get ready for <laughs> Ali's drinking game this whole episode. <laughs> Not even be a doubt my story. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I know how to read too. Great. <laughs> um, just what we were saying, the taste, citrus, apricot, alcohol, and uh, a bit of sweetness, a bit, uh, a bit, a bit of sweetness. I think the alcohol's catching up to you already. There you go, uh, drink. <laughs> Do you taste caramel? Mm. It's sweet. Maybe so that's maybe. What it is. A little syrupiness. It's a that's thicker what it beer. Is. It's, it's a thicker beer too. It's not, you know. It tastes like syrup. There you go. Well, it is thicker too. It's like it's Which like, is surprising yeah. because of the the color and the colors. The color and the way that it like Moves in the cup, it doesn't, I wouldn't suspect it to be so thick. Do you know what I mean? Like, stouts, like, stouts look thick. Well, yeah, because they're darker. Right, they, they look darker. heavy. They just know? look heavy, but this does not look heavy. Like, it just looks. If you pour this out for someone, they'd be like, oh, what is this, a regular IPA? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, drink it. Yeah, right, take a shot. <laughs> One, two, drink, floor. <laughs> is that what it is? Um, <clears throat> it's not too hoppy. At least you know, like I said, for sixteen point five, it's not that it's not that bitter, it's not that crazy. It's, it's 
It's an acquired taste for sure, because you know. Yeah, it's not gonna. You be don't want to. You want to drink this if you're the regular old person, but try it. Give it a try. Give it a That's try. It. The, the the one bottle is about what? <laughs> for one bottle? Yeah, it's like twelve bucks. At least. Yeah, it's like twelve to sixteen bucks. Yeah, twelve to sixteen. You can get like a four pack for like forty four dollars. But one beer will do you good as much as a six pack would. Yeah, well. You literally just need one. Just one. This is kind of like... We're sharing one right now. Yeah, and, we are. And just give us a couple minutes and we'll see And that's see where only because I couldn't find the four pack. I exactly. literally, there was one left and I just got so excited because I had never tried it before and I grabbed it. Yeah, I just go to your it. local liquor store or your local craft beer store and see if they have something. You also found them online, right? Where did you find them online? Oh yeah, there's this app that we've checked out. Um, it is called Drizzly, oh, D-R-I-Z-L-Y. They, you can order beer online and they deliver it the next day. Uh, sometimes for free, depending on how big your order is. I think it's like once you pay like 30 bucks or over, mm. you get a free delivery next day, uh, which is pretty cool. Oh yeah, you don't have to go anywhere, and plus I'm sure their selection is huge. Well, you could get drunk and not even leave your house. You don't okay. have to worry about driving. <laughs> right. Not encouraging you to become alcoholics like us, but we're just saying. <laughs> not encouraging you, you but I'm telling you. You have these things available. It's a little fun. <laughs> so, what are your final thoughts on this beer? I loved it. I'm not even kidding, but I have a slight head change. And I <laughs> barely even drank like half a cup. And My eyes are halfway closed. Yeah. <laughs> Great. At least one of them is. <laughs> and that tells you something. It's... It's amazing. I can't stop staring at it. I can't stop staring at my cup. It's just such a beautiful color and just the flavors. I don't, I can't even explain it. it it's very, um, what do you say? It's very. You might get turned off by the smell of it in the beginning just because, again, it's very strong. It I like a, the smell, actually. Yes, but after a while, especially after taking so many sips, you start to get used to it and you forget about it. Yeah, that first I, initial I just, sip is not. After that, it does not taste like the first sip. I've been grinning for the last ten minutes. Seriously, I'm kind of like waiting to go. <laughs> I wish we had more. That's so sad. <laughs> uh, let me let me put out something that it says on the bottle. It says, uh, <coughs> "What you have here is the holy grail for hop heads." Yeah, it is. This beer is continually hopped over a 120 minute boil, and then dry hopped for over a month. Enjoy now or age for a decade or so. Damn. We need to try that. We need to get a few bottles. When the hell are we going to have a bottle in our fridge and let it I know. sit for fucking 10 That's years? That's why we need to hide it somewhere and like put it in a safe. I don't know. <laughs> Once a weekend comes, that beer is gone. <laughs> um, if you would put um, a star amount on this beer, what would it be? And let's, let's not you know, try to give everything a high rating. We could also... Be you know? No, definitely a five. I'm not even kidding. What are we doing? Five out of five? Five stars? I would definitely rate this a five. But that's oh, only yeah. because we're IPA drinkers. We are used to beer like this, and I'm always trying to challenge my palate because we just drink the same thing over and over again with our Lagunitas and our regular mm-hmm. IPAs. And shout out to Lagunitas. We love you. Straight up shout out to Lagunitas. But this. I would rate this a five. I'm challenged. I wish I had more. I wish I. Ha- I wish I had bought more. Well, I wish you would have been able to find more. Yeah, same. Well, that's a lie. We need to go back to that liquor store. 
by the gym. So Shout out can... to liquor stores everywhere. Yes. You guys are the real MVP because you know what? Your local mom and pop shops and your local liquor stores have all the good stuff. So check them out instead of going to your big groceries and Bevmo's and blah, blah, blah. Not that Bevmo doesn't have good stuff, but just saying. Check out your local liquor stores and your spirits and your wine, whatever it is. They have some good stuff. They make dreams come true. Totally. Especially like this one, Jesus. I think I'm leaning into the microphone too much now. <laughs> I can feel my eyelashes on the microphone. <laughs> That's how you know the dogfish head has gotten to you. <laughs> woof, woof. I can't do a fish sound, so I would do both. <laughs> well, I'm glad we waited on this because it was so worth it. Yeah, this this is... Uh, so good. This could have been our, our, our final uh, episode beer. <laughs> We're not doing a final episode. This is never ending. A final episode beer, like this dogfish head. <laughs> Salute, and then we play a song in the background. <laughs> oh my goodness. So we also know that this is pretty expensive, and maybe it's not for everybody, but you guys should definitely check out the 60-minute or the 90-minute. Yeah, if you want to try something lighter, something uh, less, yes. uh, less, you know, alcoholy and, and, and cheaper, too. It is a lot cheaper. It is. Um Try one of those first. If you like those, hey, maybe you'll jump into the 120. Yeah, take your time. I mean, try them all out. Why not? But at least start with the 60-minute. That one's always a good one. Get all of them and just pour them all in one big jug oh and just God, drink them at the same you time. You will pass out or you will end up vomiting everywhere and then you'll pass out. That's a real Friday night. <laughs> Gross. Have some pho or some ramen and then bam. <laughs> no. <laughs> Terrible combination. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, that was great. Thank you, Jose. Great selection. Truly, well, you were the one who selected it, actually. I know, but like, um, I was—I'm so happy that we waited this long. Oh, I was—I was so excited when you bought it through the door. I, was, you I said, did too. I said, "Look what I got!" I and really I wish just, we had more. I wet my pants, <laughs> just like I'm doing right now. No, that was—that was great. We recommend it. Highly recommend it. Dogfish Careful. Head, 120 minute. Check it out. 120 minute Imperial India Pale Ale. Yes. And wear two pairs of underwears because you're going to wet yourself. <laughs> I was going to say something else, but never mind. No, no never go. Okay. Go on. Cut it. Cut. <laughs> All right, so what do we have in store today for our. Uh, Excuse me. Brutalities part of the podcast. Well, this time isn't it? My story isn't as gruesome as it usually can be. But, um... Wait, where did you get this story from? Oh, yes, thank you for reminding me. Okay, so I just want to send a special thank you and a shout-out to my coworker Alex. Thank you for recommending this, and this was his suggestion. I had completely forgotten about this story because it happened so long ago, but he, like, refreshed my memory, and I was so excited about it. So, thank you, Alex. This one is for you and your wife. And they emailed us. Yes, they emailed us a suggestion, which apparently nobody else is doing. No. But that's okay. So our email is a useful part of our <laughs> podcast. Yes, murderontap at gmail.com. People. Send us your local true crimes because there's only so many that we know about and there's only so many that we can get to. I love knowing about these. I love the big time true crime. I shouldn't say I love, but... I enjoy the big true crimes, the popular ones, whatever it is, the familiar ones. But at the same time, I love reading and finding about 
uh, finding out about these local ones that don't get so much hype and Yo, so and, much And also, we'd, we'd like to hear the ones not so local. Yes, we not local. A, we have a couple subscribers around oh, the area. Exactly. So all around the world. Let's get them out there. Yeah, let's hear what your... Let's hear some of your stories. We check our stats. We know where you're at. Totes. <laughs> we see you. All right, so this week's um, true crime is, uh, his name is actually Bruce Pardo, Bruce J. Pardo. Pardo. Um, I don't know if you've heard of him, but... No, I have not. Okay, wonderful. So let's... uh, This is brand new to me. Thank you, Alex. It is. Thank you. Seriously, thank you, Alex. We totally forgot about this. So I didn't. But you didn't even remember. You don't even remember hearing about it. Oh, then you said who told us about it. Oh, no, I don't even it like I didn't I didn't quite remember it, but then when I kind of read up on it, I it slowly ref, it slowly came back to me. And yeah, it was a anyway. Anyway, let me get into it. So Get into it, girl. Okay, so just before midnight on December 24th, 2008, uh, the, there was a Christmas party happening in Covina at the Ortega household occupying, occupying about 25, uh, guests. And it's just about to hit full stride when a party goer announces Santa is here. And like, and sheer my, and like, sh- I, here we go again. Drink up. Uh, you do she this to me on up, purpose. Okay. So. Sheer excitement, Santa's here. Wait, wouldn't it? Isn't that the turn-up time, anyways? So it was getting good, and then someone said, "Oh, Santa's here." Yes, because like Santa was like showing up. You know what I mean? Was this an adult party or a family party? It's a family party. Okay. Yes. So Santa is totally decked out with his like fake beard, his red suit, his red hat. Was he fat? Um, it didn't say, but I don't think he was, like, obese or anything. You're not a Santa if you're not a fat Santa. I mean, it doesn't matter. You don't have to be. That's kind of being... what? No, uh, Santa's a chubby guy. I mean, I understand, but why are you stereotyping against skinny people, Jose? I'm not. I'm just saying. (laughs) I never never saw Santa with with biceps and (laughs) and a six-pack. Why not? That'd be kind of (laughs) cool. For you. Well, anyway, this wasn't... It was not... Describe, but anyway. Okay. Um, I will so, just think that it was. <laughs> aside from his beard and his red suit, it was also said that he was wearing protective eyewear. Right? Like so safety glasses? Yes, safety like goggles? pretty much safety glasses. So Santa hmm. comes knocking on the door, and then normally when you do think of Santa or his glasses, right, they're these tiny, cute little round framed like gold little frame yeah whatever it is you just you just imagine to be tiny and cute right but again this set kind of looked like something from that you would wear to like a shooting range really yes so Mm. in walks santa carrying what appeared to be a gift wrapped package just one just well wait for it and this isn't the real santa With no time to spare, he opens fire with a handgun. Oh, oh, oh. Yes. Instead of ho, 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 he's like, pop, pop, pop. 
<laughs> so the perpetrator is 45-year-old Bruce Jeffrey Pardo. Bruce Pardo. So let's take this back a second, as I usually like to do. I like to give you a little background of what's happening before I jump into the actual initial... You just love getting people into it, it and then just do. I gotta, I gotta keep you, I gotta keep you hanging by the strings, right? So Pardo is born March twenty third, nineteen sixty three. Uh, he originates from the San Fernando Valley. San Fernando. He graduated from John H. Francis. Oh man, here Francis. we go. John H. Francis Polytechnic High School in Sun Valley. Oh, that's right off of uh, Roscoe and Thing. Yes, and ironically, there's actually a there's a Saint. Oh, maybe that's the Saint Francis High School. Never mind. There's a Saint Francis High School close to like locking out and stuff oh, really? but i guess maybe it's not the same maybe it I mean, is but polytechnic, whatever polytechnic yeah what? polytechnic and I was living around that area so i'm sure i'm, I'm the less but oh okay um so that's high school he graduates from california state university northridge uh and college obviously is university i actually attended cal state northridge oh snap for like or three years, but that didn't end so well. But anyway, going on. She got her drinking degree there. Moving on. So. <laughs> <laughs> he worked at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory in what's known as La Cunata slash the Pasadena area. So JPL, oh. if nobody's familiar with that, they're incorporated with NASA, blah, blah, blah. Big um, time. Big time. So in 2001, while maintaining an off and on again relationship with um, with his then ex girl, with his then girlfriend Elena uh, Lusano, L U C A N O, or is it Lu- yeah Lusano? L U C A N O. Yeah. Lusano. Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure I'm pronouncing it correctly. Yeah. So that's his ex girlfriend. Um, they have a baby together. They have a 13 month old baby and. Wait, they have a 13 month year old baby. Yes, they had a. Baby, and, oh, oh my goodness! So, so one day, dogfish during this Saturday <laughs> afternoon, uh, Pardo is left to babysit their thirteen-month-old son, Matthew. Wait, is that technically considered babysitting if you're taking care of your own kid? I mean, I guess you're watching your own kid. You're just at home with your kid. Yeah, but you're still babysitting it. Okay. Right? Yeah, I, I, I get it. Right. I mean, I guess. Anyway, he's spending time with his kid while his girlfriend is out grocery shopping. And a short time after uh, Elena returns back home, she finds a frantic Bruce holding their unconscious toddler. Uh oh. Right. So, baby Matthew had managed to get away from Pardo only for a few minutes and had made his way to the patio door. Slipping into the pool. Ouch. Yes. He had an allergy or something. Negative. So he's rushed to the hospital only to be airlifted to Children's Hospital in LA. And basically, Bruce does not leave the baby's side during the first week. Within weeks of finding out the severity of his condition, doctors conclude. Um, that he has severe brain damage and oh, it would confine him to a wheelchair for the rest of his life, pretty much. Less than six months later, Pardo and Lusano would once again end their relationship, but this time it's actually for good. 
Was it because she said it was his fault? Oh my! Well, I mean, so here's the thing: like, she didn't, didn't really want to. Him. She didn't. She wasn't trying to blame him. But of course, she was gonna. But a... it was, I think it was more of him and his guilt f- towards it. She wasn't like you oh, know what I, I mean. Get it. I get it. it <coughs> you know, it's under, the baby's under your watch, then you. Right, of course you you totally be guilt tripping. Everybody, put a put a pool cover on your pools. Yes, put a fence around your pool. Or a pool cover, something. Protect your babies, you guys. And another question. How old does a toddler stop being a toddler? Is it once they start walking? Well, no, because they have, like, maybe four? Really? Four-year-olds still a toddler? Yeah, but I'm, like, kind of basing this off of, like, clothing sizes. Because oh they have, goodness. like, 2T, 3T, and 4T. And, and honestly, what the hell is <laughs> what the hell is a toddler? Not a toddler, a toddler. So a toddler means that that toddler toddles. <laughs> oh my goodness! Right? What does a toddle mean? <laughs> is that I don't crawling? Know, but we're gonna have to go back on that. Email us what you think toddle is, because <laughs> <laughs> that is a funny ass word. Okay, so oh man, okay, so um, do 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 less than yeah yeah yeah. So they break up pretty much and. It's not going to happen again. They're not planning on getting back together. And with that, he pretty much stops visiting his son. And he even neglects to contribute to Matthew's medical costs, which basically surge up to like over 340000 within just the first year. Ouch. That's yeah. A big hit in the wallet. Yeah. So in return, go yeah, figure, but- Luciano kind of pretty much sues him. For a hundred thousand, but well, does it really look? Oh wait, he went to JPL. He did. So he has money. I mean, or some kind of money. Listen, they have some kind of money. I'm not gonna lie, they're not all the greatest with their money money management. But whatever, that's not my business. Yeah. Okay. Can I go back to this? The word toddle. <laughs> yes, please. Absolutely. Toddle. Move with short, unsteady steps while learning to walk. Okay. Another word for it is called wobble. So why don't they call them wobblers? Oh my god, because that sounds terrible. That sounds like they're drunk. Hey, it's funny how you start as a toddler and you end up as a wobbler at the end of your life. So, there you go, everybody. Thank you, thank you, Jose, for that. We're going to start calling, instead of tappers, we're going to call ourselves wobblers. Because that's what we are after this. We're just wobbling everywhere. Wobble through life. So, so, uh, his ex-girlfriend pretty much sues him for about $100,000, but on his homeowner's policy, but not out of vengeance, but just so she could pay off medical bills, and she basically gets a special needs trust account set up, uh, for the rest of his life to help care for him, and at this point, he's about, give or take, about nine years old. Wow. No, I'm sorry. That is a complete lie. Wait, was she a stay-at-home mom or was she a, a working mom? Any? She was, I don't know. They actually didn't, they didn't say that part. And that is a total lie. He's not even nine years old. He's probably got to be like, what, 17 by now. At least 16 or 17 because. So wait, she waited that long to sue him? No, she sued him, like, within, like, the first year. Oh, right off the bat, okay. Yeah, right off the bat. Apparently my notes are wrong, or I'm not reading correctly, but this happened in 
2001-ish, so the kid's got to be at least 16 or 17 right now. Well, Matthew. 2001 is kind of like 18. <laughs> oh, shit, I can't even do my math. Dogfish head. Sorry, 16, 17, 18, whatever, one of those two. Three. Teens, late teens. Late <laughs> yes, teens. he's in his late teens. Okay, so once the settlement uh, is reached in August of 2002, Pardo pretty much stops all communication with Usano, and he never sees his son ever again, which is like, what a piece of shit. Like, you, I mean, I get it. Maybe it was his, like, conscience or whatever, but, like, I don't know. I don't know. How do you just... People are built different. But whatever, exactly. People are built different, and I'm not going to judge you for that. Whatever, but you could have stuck around. I would usually be done with my beer by now, but... <laughs> You're telling me, and I only had like half a cup, and exactly. I'm still sipping. And that's a full beer. I'm drinking guys, half a beer. And... You guys, it's strong. Yes. So, in 2004, Pardo meets Sylv- uh, Silvia Ortega. They date about, like, they date for like about three years, before finally tying the knot in January of 2004. Six. Sylvia already had three children of her own, and sadly, after only just a year of marriage, I cannot talk today. Yes, drink oh again, everybody. Goodness. Here we go. Hold on. Click, 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 click. Uh-huh. After just a year of marriage, the couple soon grew apart. Aww. Only leaving them to file for divorce. Aww. Yes. You better sign a prenup. Hold on. Oh. So there's some uh, there's some speculation that Pardo pretty much refused to open a joint account with Sylvia, and he pretty much expected her to care for her own children with her own finances. Oh, she had children prior. Yes. Okay. She had three children of her own. Literally, was like my sentence before this. Nice. That's what Dogfish Head does to you. I could read minds yes. with no, Dogfish you, Head. You weren't listening. Oh, wait. I said that before this. Oh, Dogfish Head. But anyway. Head. It will make you not listen correctly. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> June two, uh, by June 2008, the divorce court orders Pardo to pay $1,785 a month. Jesus um, Christ. Right? And this is in 2008. Imagine. Then that means it was like a thousand seven hundred and ninety dollars back then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this is just for like spousal support. Um, unfortunately, by July, Pardo is fired from his job as an electrical engineer wow. for billing false hours. Come leaving on, guys. Leaving the court, right? Leaving the court to suspend the support payments. Due to jo- due to job hardship, and instead, Pardo is actually ordered to pay Sylvia ten thousand dollars as part of the settlement. And according to court documents, Sylvia kept her wedding ring and the family dog. Okay, not the dog. I mean, well, you, you know could have let him have that. You know what? Because this story is about this guy, I'm yeah, kind of glad that she's keeping the dog. I agree, but how do you know? That if he didn't keep the dog, I mean, if he did keep the dog, none of this would have happened. I'm just Well, we don't know what happened, so... Right. You don't even know that yet. But anyway. Shout out to dogs. Just keep that in mind. (laughs) Woof, 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 woof. You guys know what I'm talking about. (laughs) So, So during the court declaration, Pardo complains that Sylvia has... uh, Sylvia's living this, like, 
luxurious life. She's living with her parents. She's not paying rent. She has all these, like, luxurious cars. She's taking trips to Vegas. She's dining at, like, all these fine restaurants. She's getting massages and taking, like, golf lessons. Like, Going to Sizzler every weekend. (laughs) Fucking Red Lobster on Tuesdays. (laughs) Shit. Wait, so this $10,000 was to settle the whole thing? Or is it... Okay. Because of the fact that he lost his job. So So how is she doing all this with just ten grand? Well, I mean... By luxurious, do you mean like a 1999 Honda Civic? I mean, they didn't mention With the car mileage. part. It just says luxurious <laughs> car, so I can only imagine Whoa. she. But then again, we don't know. She probably had her, I mean, she had three kids of her own, so she must have been taking care of herself at one point. You know Unless... what's good is that he those weren't his kids, because then he'd have to pay child support on top of that money. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that is true. And they get you with child support. Yeah. No, this no, wait, was, he didn't pay the child support for the last just, kid. He was getting spousal support. But he didn't get, he didn't have to pay, he didn't Well, he pay. didn't, but he, like, he got sued, like, over $100,000. And she won. Well, yeah, obviously she won because... Oh, man. She needed help, and he just, like, bounced on her. Like, so that was your w- kid. So why would you be fucking up at work? You know you have to give a hundred grand, and now... You have to give another ten grand just for a settlement, mm-hmm. and you took a ten thousand dollars settlement for what three plus years of. No, they were dating though. You said they didn't get married, did they? They did. They got married. They were dating for like two years, and then they got married, and within a year they got divorced. That kind of sucks though. You have, to, you have to give ten grand up for a year of divorce. Well, that's why you signed a prenup. <laughs> did we? Did we sign a prenup? We hell no, we didn't. Goddamn prenup. <sighs> We're not gonna get divorced. So. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> you know what? Don't worry about it. You just, you keep what you brought. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm so taking d- my blankets. <laughs> That's my Mexican blankets. <laughs> <laughs> With the lions on it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So December eighteenth, same year, two thousand and eight. <laughs> Here we uh, go. It's me. leading up to it. The divorce is finalized. And thus leading to the tragedy. So let's fast forward yet again. Back to Christmas Eve. Uh, Pardo walks through the door with a wrapped package in one hand and a semi-automatic handgun in the other. He fires the handgun at an eight-year-old little girl and shoots her in the face. Luckily, she survives. No, what do you mean, yes. luckily? You got shot I in mean, the face. I mean, she survived. I mean, granted, she I probably understand. had to go through, like, surgery and stuff, but she survived. For, like, years and years. She was little, and she was growing, oh, and yeah, you guess. know what I mean? Yeah, I guess, but that's still... Not that that makes it okay, but, I mean, she survived. That's what matters. Yeah, but damn, the face. Yeah. Uh, he pursues to fire indiscriminately at fleeing party goers so everybody's pretty much like running around that means he didn't give a fuck what it was he did not give a fuck whatsoever um it was also speculated that he stood over and shot some of his victims like execution style execution style using like three other handguns that he had but it's not it's not a for sure thing um after his shooting rampage pardo unwraps the gift ro- uh, the gift box that he walked in with and oh no only to reveal a homemade flamethrower 
Wow. Oh, well, this guy's a fucking engineer. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Hold on, it gets better. Oh, so oh, he oh. used it to basically spray racing fuel gasoline all throughout the house. Wait, wait, did you say erasing fuel? Racing fuel. Oh. Racing fuel gasoline. So I'm not really sure what that is, but what I can mean? only imagine it's probably higher it's like in fucking high ice octane. Yeah, exactly. Fuel, yeah. How do you like? How do you even obtain something like that? Like, what the fuck? What they say, erasing fuel. No, like, no, that, racing. Did you, did you get a fucking Mr. Racing. Clean bleaching pens <laughs> oh and God. just threw it at people? Terrible. <laughs> so <clears throat> he sprays all this gasoline all over the house, and he um, pursues to set it on fire. The flames pretty much blazing over 40 to 50 feet above the house. Initially, police said that three people were shot and the remaining were uh, were burned. But the baddie, the, oh my God. Drink again. I cannot. I'm just always dyslexic when it comes to this. It's it's this dogfish head. She did it again when she said dogfish head, so Uh. do it again. Why, yeah? You said, I'm always sexy when the dog is. Not dead. even. Okay. So, um, the, where was I? Okay, so, the remaining <laughs> were burned, right? So, they couldn't identify. The bodies were so badly burnt, and pretty much a good majority of their, like, body was turned to ash that they couldn't identify who was who and what happened to who, basically. They were able to eventually identify who was who by their, like, dental records. That's what I was going to say but, right now. Check the teeth. Right, they did. They Check they the were identified is... who was within the household, but they, they couldn't... They didn't know how. Yes. Okay. So, the victims are as follows. Uh, Sylvia Ortega Pardo, she was 43, and that was Bruce's uh, ex-wife. Alicia Ortega, 70, was Sylvia's mother. Joseph Ortega, 80, was Sylvia's father. Oh, man. Charles Ortega, 49, was Sylvia's brother. Sherry Ortega, 45, was Charles Ortega's wife, so Sylvia's sister-in-law. James Ortega, 51, was Sylvia's other brother. Teresa Ortega, 52. Well, I mean, it was her family's get-together anyway, but yeah, it was... No, it was her family's get-together. Was there any of his family? No, because they were divorced by this time. What a burnout. She still didn't invite him? No, why would she invite him? They weren't together. That's a little bit... Well, I mean, then again, if she had maybe invited him, then maybe this situation wouldn't have happened. But anyway, Teresa Ortega, 52, is James Ortega's wife. Yeah, again, Sylvia's sister-in-law. Alicia Ortega Ortiz is 46. Sylvia's uh, sister. This... Michael this, and the last victim. Yeah, Michael Ortiz is the last victim. He's 17, and that's Alicia Ortiz's son. So in total, there was about nine victims. Wow. Uh, including the young Oh, and not to mention, there. yes, aside from that, there was also three other people that were wounded. A 16-year-old, I'm sorry, the 8-year-old who was shot in the face, a 16-year-old who was shot in the back, a 20-year-old who suffered a broken angle from jumping out the second floor window. Um, from the fire. No, not even just from the fire. It's just when they heard all the shots going off, people just scattered and they just pretty much just escaped as in any way they could. There was this household about had about like twenty five guests basically, and nine of them were killed. Three of them were wounded, and the remaining managed to escape. We're looking just, at thirty three percent. Yeah, the people died. 
pretty much. That sucks. So, after setting the house on fire and after the attack, Pardo changed into his regular clothing and drives to his brother's house in Selmar, California. He was initially believed, um, I'm sorry, it was initially believed that Pardo intended to flee to Canada, but however, subsequently, it was discovered that a flight to Illinois was also planned. But investigators are not sure if that was just kind of set in place to fool them. It's a diversion. Basically, because, like, they had said that he was going to go meet with a friend, but he had met up with this friend in October of that year. And he even mentioned to his friend, like, listen, Sylvia's going to pretty much, like, clean me out. She's going to, like, drain my account and blah, blah, blah. So, they again, they don't know if it's a diversion or not or what the situation was. Um... Well, he seemed like he knew what was going to happen, and he had a plan for it. So this is uh, even worse for him. Yeah. Well. Well, we dressed up like a Santa. Well, come on, man. I mean, I guess. Well, okay. So due to his, like, suffering from his severe third-degree burns on his arms from his flamethrower. Oh, he burned himself. Yeah, he burn- he burns himself <laughs> in the process of it. What basically. a burnout. <laughs> yeah. He basically goes to his second plan and actually commits suicide oh. at his brother's house by um, with a single gunshot wound to the head. Police find close to $17,000 in cash just strapped to his legs. They find his rental car about a block away from his brother's house just parked and it had been basically um rigged with the remnants of his santa suit and what had what he had done was um basically he had laid out i guess gunpowder or something oh i know this one now yes he had little landmines everywhere yes i remember this one now it was meant to like ignite a flame and detonate the car if anybody attempted to remove the Santa suit. So, okay, I'm thinking about a different one now. Never mind. Oh, never mind. This okay. person that I'm thinking about was like in a trailer and had like landmines around what? the area. If cops were to come up, we pow, pow, need to find out about that one. Yeah, that one wasn't too long ago either. Hmm. But Santa, yeah, that's interesting. Gunpowder. Oh, so he had a he had a trail. Yes, all along through, his like, like what you see like on movies. It's like pretty much a little gas trail and then light a match and. Pretty much. What I don't know. Well, I mean, again, he was an electrical engineer. He was an engineer, so he managed to figure out. Oh, he knew. He, oh, wait, yeah, he knew course. what he was doing. Of course. A bomb squad is called, and they pretty much destroy and burn the car before it could detonate in any way and like just harm anybody. Uh, they find over thirteen handguns that were empty. Unregistered. No, they were empty. Oh. I'm guessing they were his because it didn't mention anything about not being his, but they had they found that. They found two hundred rounds of ammunition um at his home, which is subsequently right here in Montrose. I'm not what? really sure where. Yes. Again, this man worked at JPL. He was a local, you know what I mean? That house is haunted. Surprisingly, that's kinda of what I read also and they sold it for super cheap. Like for two hundred thousand. Oh, you hear in the background is someone going, ho 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 ho. <coughs> Terrible. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> so at his house, they find empty boxes uh, for semi-automatic handguns, two shotguns, and a container of high-octane 
fuel tank gasoline, which I'm guessing is that racing fuel gasoline that he also used. So he could have done some damage afterwards. Oh, I mean, the guy was planning on it. He actually, there was, I don't know how they found out about it, but it was said that he was actually planning on killing his own mother as well. Why? Why? Yeah. Yeah, he didn't He didn't get to her, though. But. Santa Claus would never do that. Yeah. So, here's a question. Um, was his brother in it at all? No, his brother had no idea. His family members had no idea what was going on. Hmm. And his brother wasn't even home when all of this happened. He just kind of came home to this scene of cops surrounding his house with Pardo and whoa, pulling whoa, him out whoa, and whoa. stuff. I paid all my parking tickets off. What yeah. are you guys doing here? So that's the story of Bruce Pardo, also known as the uh, dun, dun. Santa Claus Massacre dun, dun, dun. or the Christmas Massacre dun, dun. of 2008. 2008. Yeah. It's only like... Eight years ago. Really? I know. <laughs> Which is crazy to think about it. Eleven years ago. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my... Hold Jesus on. Christ. You mean it's not 2016? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> You are living in the past. I wish I was. Clearly, I can't read and I can't do math. This is, again... So, everybody, you grab guys. your beer and say, cheers, Allie, for cheers. mathematics. <laughs> mathematics and language. Terrible. How am I doing this? Cheers, everybody. I'm going to take a drink for that. Cheers. Because, Jesus Christ. <laughs> a major shout out to Alex yet again. Thank you for this... Awesome suggestion. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Alex. You're uh, <laughs> you're the you, true MVP. Just for sending us an email, <laughs> not even the story, but just sending us an email. <laughs> you are the light in the dark tunnel that was today's episode. <laughs> yeah, so that's Bruce Pardo. Um, yeah. Do we have a good? Yeah, we hope we you guys enjoy that. Deed? We it hope was so. Very interesting. I hope so. Sorry, it wasn't like the usual like gruesome, detailed stuff, but it was just a very interesting. Though. Just an interesting one to remind us of. I don't People. Know. Be nice to your exes. I don't know. What? <laughs> I don't know. What? He, he, what? Yes. Don't sue your exes because then look what happens. No, he, that was <laughs> I'm joking. I mean... <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Sue whoever you want. <laughs> Just don't sue us. <laughs> All right. So I have a story today. Yay. It's a good deed of the week to take away from this. I don't know if it's more of a good deed or more of like an inspiring story. Uh-huh. But um, it's, it's, I'm going to keep it short. Short and sweet. Yes. Um, there is a woman who can't walk, so she teams up with a blind man to go hiking. What? Yes. No. That's amazing. She rides on his back, like, she's like a <laughs> piggyback ride. That's cool. Uh, pretty much like a backpack, because she can't wrap her legs around him. Uh-huh. So it's like a backpack, and uh, the man is blind. So she says that she is the eyes and he is the legs. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's a, a Colorado pair who uh, bring a new meaning to the word determination. Wait, are they married? I haven't gotten to that yet. Oh, just I kidding. Mean, Sorry. I got excited. Jumping are, to conclusions. No, she's not going to sue him. <laughs> but wait a minute. Um, goodness. Um... <laughs> So Melanie, I hope this I'm pronouncing it right, Netch was born in Spina Bifida. I'm sorry, born with. Sp- oh my God! I was gonna. 
country is that? I was that? like, where is that from? No, it's she was born with Spina or Spina? Spina Benefit. I'm trying to say it in Spanish. Spina Bifida. <laughs> no, Spina. Bifida? I don't know, I'm just trying to make it rhyme. Maybe it's wrong. Spina. Spina Bifida. Bifida, there we go. Bifida. That sounds more technical. So she uses a wheelchair to get around. And Trevor Hahn only recently became blind after he contracted glaucoma five years ago. They both live in Fort Collins, Colorado, and they uh, met up at an adaptive adaptive boxing class. Interesting. I like that. Very interesting, actually. A blind man and a wheelchair-bound woman (coughs) at a boxing class. Very interesting. Uh, and they also get this. Whoa. Am I going to cry? They also ran into each other at an adaptive rock climbing class. Stop it. Stop it. I can't even go outside for a walk and they're going rock climbing. Amazing. Amazing. <sighs> this goes to show you their other senses are so much more heightened and so much more stronger than yeah. me as a normal fucking person who can't even go outside for a run. Yeah, and um, they immediately bonded over Nets. I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Nets' lifelong hobby of camping, and Han's uh, passion or Hans, H A H N. Han. There you go. Han's passion for outdoor sports. Uh, when she told him about her recent trip to Easterland, Easterland is that where the bunnies and the God, I hope not. I'm Little terrified of Easter bunnies. The eggs are at. Where is Easterland? I don't know. I think it's over the candy cane oh meadow and the, <laughs> and the sugar no, gumdrop no. fields. Go on. <laughs> no, uh, but that's where they got the opportunity to. That's where she got the opportunity to be carried by another person on their back. Wow. As far as hiking goes, you know. Um. Even though his sight was gone, uh, he was able to scale a Himalayan peak. What the fuck? Get the fuck out of here. What the fuck? Sometimes... What the fuck? Are you kidding me? A Himalayan peak? Sometimes we're out of breath walking around the block a few times. Damn. Um, You go, guy. Well, yeah, you know, he he goes out there using poles and and listening to his companions and where to go. That's dope. But either way, you know, that's a crazy-ass thing to do. Would you trust me to guide you through the Himalayan? (laughs) No. Why not? I'm going to be like, take a step left, another left. Just end up pushing you. Just go left again, <laughs> left again. Just keep walking. And then all you hear is, keep going left. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this is a, you know. It's so moving. How, how that's, that's cool. It's, this lady can't walk. And this man can't see. So... Let's be a, let's be one and just. Oh yeah, talk about teamwork. Oh man. Talk about teamwork right there. Yeah, it's like you know. I can't even tell Allie how to speak correctly. Oh. But. That's such a great picture. Yeah, it's a. It's actually a picture of this lady on a, this man's back. Pretty much propped up like a backpack. Yeah. One of the one of the. I don't want to be mean and say, but this is one of those like. Baby type holders that you put the in the back, pinky right? Back. Yeah, I can't remember what they're called. Yeah, it's um. Mm. 
No, Dogfish Head isn't going to let me remember right now. Not right now, at least. Uh, and then they have, like, Instagram posts. They're on Instagram, which is called hiking underscore with underscore site. That's cool. Give and, them a uh, follow, you guys. Give them a follow. Tell give them you heard love. them on Murder on Tap. And, uh, yeah. But maybe don't tell them to listen to this because I hope we're not saying anything bad. I hope this is all good. <laughs> I mean, I hope so. They're doing a phenomenal job. Yeah, and then, uh... Their hashtag, which I just saw and really like, is called, it says, hashtag, no eyes, no legs, no problem. Oh my god, I love it. These guys are cool. Love it! Check them out. Check them out. That's cool. Drink a beer and check them out. Yes. Give them a follow. Give them some love. That's amazing. That's... <sighs> some of us lazy wow. asses don't even want to fucking get up and take a walk around a park or this and that. And But these people can't... How the what? <laughs> That's what? motivation. That is sheer motivation, and you know what? They are proving us all to be lazy. Yes, but you know what? Good for them. Lazy. Cheers to them. Truly, cheers we're so to them. lazy we can't even email the people we listen to on podcasts. Right. Except for Alex. Except for you, Alex. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, but seriously, send us your emails. <laughs> send us an email. You know, once in a while we get a. We'll get a, a, a Instagram uh, DM, you know, people showing us what they're drinking and this and that. But we really like your emails. Yeah. We want to read about you. We want to find the beers that you're drinking. And Tell us about your life. Tell us about it. We don't... Uh, we care. Where were you born? We care. What time of the day? We were you born care. in the morning, at night, <laughs> the middle of the day? <laughs> What was your first outfit your parents bought you? <laughs> you know what? We don't really care about that. What was your first beer that you drank? When did you stop? What was the first true crime that turned you... Into a true crimer? Yes. And when did you stop toddling? Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well... That was great. Thank you guys for joining it us was this fun. week. This was awesome. This was a great episode. Thank you for the beer. Thank um, you for the... Yes, I thank hope you, you enjoyed Alex, it. Thank you, Alex, for the suggestion. Definitely thank you, Alex, for the suggestion. Oh, also, uh, before I forget... What were you going to forget? I want to give a little shout-out. To who? A little... You guys should check them out. My friends actually started a podcast. Who? They're called... Is this crazy? No. Is this a thing or am I crazy? You guys should check them out. Uh, I believe they're an Apple podcast. Wait, was it... Was it... Is this a thing or am I crazy? Yes. Oh, okay. Same thing. But they're really funny. They're two of my friends, and they're actually really hilarious. Uh, give them a follow. Check out their check out their Instagram. Check out their uh, podcast. They just talk about different topics every week, and just to get a feel, you know? Sometimes you don't want to read up about things, so it's nice to have these things to listen to. So why yeah, not? Yeah, check them out. Tell them that... Uh that we sent you out there. Absolutely. Tell them, yo, we're on tap set. What's up? For real. And on that note, thank you again for joining us. We hope you join us next week for another beer and a true crime. Just remember, there's only six episodes left. <laughs> so if you're not into it now, you probably might not be into it in six episodes. Because eight is more than six. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And six is probably not enough to get into this podcast. But if you like it, if you only heard this one, um, if you only heard this episode, then that's cool. 
Because at least you heard something. <laughs> and you know our voices. <laughs> and when we're outside your door, you will know who we are. Oh my God, no, don't tell people that. Oh, I you meant... You don't know our voices. It's because we, we do food delivery. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going, hey, your food's here. Cheers to that. Again, check us out for... I mean, I guess you've heard of us if you're listening to this. But again, Damn. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, subscribe, rate, review... Follow us on Instagram at MurderOnTap, and our Gmail is MurderOnTap at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your stories, your beer, your true crime, your local true crime, whatever it is. We want to hear it. Tell us all about it. And don't forget to join us next week. We'll be back with a new episode. Tell a friend. Yes. Tell a friend, and uh, tell us if you've committed any crime. Here's to that. Cheers. <laughs>